This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, September the 8th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether that's AEW, WWE, or any other promotion, we bring you a comprehensive, detailed look of what's happening behind the scenes and in front of the curtain. It's a daily podcast free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. Starting off with E-Wrestling News, Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Tony Khan says this week's episode of AEW Dynamite was actually one of his favorites. Now, AEW President Tony Khan took to social media on Wednesday to react to last night's 
action of AEW Dynamite. He said it was one of his favorites, and I quote, Last night's AEW Dynamite was also one of my favorite shows we've ever done. I'm so glad to keep the recent rating hot streak going and to give them the greatest wrestling show on Wednesday night for our fans. I'm excited for Rampage on Friday, and I promise you it will be a great show too. Now, Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite scored a .38 with a 1 million viewers. More information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information about AEW and their success in their ratings will continue. Cash Wheeler's making news at this hour. Cash Wheeler says the Acclaim deserve a tag team title rematch. On his Twitter account, Cash Wheeler offered his support for the Acclaimed, who received a rematch for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Although Wheeler has hopes for him and his tag team partner Dax Harwood to receive a title shot, Wheeler agrees that the rematch between the Acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory is definitely needed. The Acclaimed lost to Swerve and Keith Lee at Sunday's All Out pay-per-view, but it was such an intense match, Tony Khan has decided that there will be a rematch happening at Arthur Ashe Stadium. With more information on the tag team vision in AEW, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is writing in right now for E-Wrestling News. AEW has released their go-home graphic for the full gear pay-per-view and CM Punk nor the Elite are pictured on it. Now, as previously reported, it was noted that last night, AEW removed the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Nick and Matt Jackson and CM Punk from their signature at the beginning of the show. Now, it should come to no surprise that fans of those stars have been upset about what's happening and wondering if they're going to be at upcoming events and if there's anything going to be happening to them long term. Now, AEW did release a graphic which promoted the go-home episode of AEW Dynamite prior to their full-gear pay-per-view, which will be happening in November. Now, the show will take place in November 16th from Bridgeport, Connecticut, and a new graphic does not have CM Punk, Kenny Omega, or the Young Bucks involved. The graphic does include Sting, John Moxley, Darby Allin, Jericho, MJF, Keith Lee, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, FTR, Britt Baker, Swerve Strickland, and many, many more. But once again, convenience of their absence, there is none of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. For more information, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming whether or not we will see them in the upcoming future events. David Esposito is also writing in at this hour. Details on the backstage mood at AEW Dynamite regarding the talent since the fallout of All Out. Now, a new report is coming out from Fightful Select and suggesting that following the drama of Sunday's All Out pay-per-view, there was a much more positive vibe following Wednesday show. One member of the AEW roster noted that it couldn't have been much worse before the show with all the chaos that was leading up to the big event and the scuffle that happened at the post-media scrum. It was out of sight, out of mind as far as Wednesday's concerned, and most talent just wanted to focus on putting on a good show. Now, another member of the AEW roster said they believed that it was the best move involved to make a public statement, but it was also an embarrassment, the things that went down. We're here to make money for AEW, but not to put a spotlight on AEW in a negative way. Now, it was also noted that there was no experience explicit mention of the drama of anyone involved in the brawl that was actually permitted to be talked about backstage. Now, that included any mentions in promos or commentary, anything on social media from any of the stars. Now, as of Tuesday, a lot of the roster didn't know exactly what they were or were not able to say regarding the event, but right now, it is best believed that people should not say a whole lot. Now, John Moxley was originally scheduled to take some time off and have a vacation after he lost the World Championship match to CM Punk. Now, they're glad to have him back. He will also be back for Cincinnati show, which will be happening in October. He stayed around and helped lead talent yesterday at a big meeting, and he also put the World Championship Tournament on the map with his big promo that he cut on Dynamite. More information on everything that's happening right now backstage at AEW. Continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Charles Parker's writing in right now for E-Wrestling News. Bully Ray comments on Tony Khan vacating from the AEW World Championship, but the trio's titles as well. On the latest episode of AEW Dynamite, Tony Khan went ahead and vacated the AEW World Championship, leading 
leading to a champions tournament and he also stripped the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega of their trios titles. Now Bully Ray was critical of heading into all of this and the trio titles abruptly being vacated without any explanation and both titles were up for grabs respectively at All Out on Sunday. Bully likened the situation to a similar one that happened in 1995 with ECW involving Taz and Sabu. This is what he had to say. On how the casual fan may not have understood why the AEW World Trios Championships were vacated, his quote, Why did Tony vacate the Heavyweight Championship and why did he vacate the Trios Championship? Well, we know. I'm sure AEW fans know the product religiously enough. But what about the casual fan who might not be on social media and who might not keep up with the product quite as much? Do you think Tony should have mentioned something as to why the titles were vacated? Many people believe he should have. Now, he also commented on how Paul Heyman was being honest with fans back in 1995 regarding the Sabu situation. Bully Ray would go on to say, and I quote, Let me take you back to 1995. Let me take you back to Taz and Sabu, and the night Sabu screwed over an entire company, and Paul had to go out to the ring, and Taz had to come out of gimmick. And Paul had to explain to the people in detail how Sabu screwed over ECW. The fans. He screwed Paul. He screwed over Taz. I mean, Taz had to come out of his gimmick at that point. My point is, is that giving every detail in the book, you don't have to, but I would like to have just heard some of the smallest reasonings as of why Tony decided to take the championships off of them. With more information on all that and the comparison Bully Ray made to ECW, continue following E-Wrestling News and Charles Parker to find out more of the details. David Esposito is also writing in at this hour. More details are coming on on Bobby Fish's exit from AEW. Now, Fightful Select has some new details regarding why Bobby Fish exited from AEW. Now, as previously reported, Fish's contract did expire at the end of August and the former member of the Undisputed Elite is now a free agent. Now, according to some details, both Fish and AEW tried to come to terms on a new deal. Now, the term of his old contract came up for renewal, but the two sides couldn't agree on the financial aspect, and they ended up parting both ways. Additionally, once Fish and tag team partner Kyle O'Reilly went down with injury, which Riley recently underwent neck fusion surgery, there was said to not be many creative plans for them, and they didn't have plans for Fish as a singles opponent. Now, up until recently, parting of the two sides seemed to be amicable. That was until Fish decided to take it to social media to post about CM Punk and the promotion. Within AEW, Fish was said to be friendly with many within the organization and said to be not having any issues between people. Now, there was some issues between Fish and CM Punk following a match in 2021, initially. It was said that Fish didn't care much for Punk's attitude following their match. Now, with all that being said, the issues between the two performers had no bearing on Fish being no longer re-signed by AEW. For more information on Bobby Fish, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on what is next for his step in his career will be forthcoming. Charles Parker once again writes in for E-Wrestling News. MGF shares a photo with a WWE broadcaster, Peter Rosenberg. Now, to add to this, this has been an eventful week thus far in AEW. The number one contender to the world title posted a picture on his Twitter page with radio host and WWE podcaster, Peter Rosenberg. Now, MGF wrote in the caption, me with one of the best wrestling broadcast journalists in the world, Rosenberg, but he hashtagged it 2024. Now, the 2024 hashtag refers to the year MJF's contract will be up with AEW and he expects a bidding war between WWE and AEW. MJF has been linked to WWE for quite some time now, especially with reports that came out that he was displeased with his contract in AEW, feeling he was being underpaid, undervalued, and appreciated compared to all the ex-WWE stars that were coming into the company. Now, further speculation of MJF jumping ship continued on last night's Dynamite. In his promo, MJF said that he would win the AEW World Championship and use it as a bargaining chip. 
relationship when he was to negotiate a new contract. His best friend Cody Rhodes also is over in the company as well. For more information on MJF and what is new for him now that he's returned back to the fold in AEW, continue following eWrestling News and more information on this story will be coming forward. Now, Charles Parker's also writing in this hour regarding Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. They're responding to a challenge that's been made to them by Action Bronson. During yesterday's AEW Control Center for Dynamite, a backstage segment featuring Action Bronson and Hook saw them issue a challenge to Matt Menard and Angelo Parker of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Bronson was involved in the action at All Out, saving Hook from an attack from both Menard and Parker. Now, during the clip, Bronson challenged Parker and Menard to come see him at AEW Dynamite Grand Grand Slam in Queens, New York. Now, later during Dynamite, Menard and Parker responded to Bronson's challenge. Menard and Parker said on September 21st that Bronson is going to get a taste after spitting in their faces. With more information on this potential matchup, continue following eWrestling News and more information on what might happen in Queens will be forthcoming. Charles Parker's also writing in at this hour. More details are coming out on the recent suspensions in AEW and how long fans can expect them to be out. Now, as previously reported on eWrestling News, several people were suspended from the AEW brawl between CM Punk, Ace Steel, and the Elite. Names confirmed to be part of that brawl were the Young Bucks, Pat Buck, Ace Steel, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. Punk did not appear on AEW's Dynamite and was now stripped of the world title. During the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, it was reported that CM Punk has been suspended. An investigation into the incident is being carried out, but everyone who was involved in the brawl has already been suspended. Further determinations on Talon's futures are going to be pending based on the conclusion of an internal investigation. One source stated that determinations will be made after the investigation has been fully carried out. Now, several interviews are being conducted to further obtain information on the incident. Investigators are going to be going through multiple reports of the incident. Now, as reported on eWrestling News, the brawl was incited by CM Punk's media scrum comment. Expectations are for the investigation to last a while due to the magnitude is going to last longer than just a couple of weeks. Now, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio added, AEW is unlikely to make any details made public to anyone regarding the investigation or any updated information on the suspended parties. Now, Dynamite did have a big show with over a million people watching. Once again, there has been no timeline given right now for the stars and how long their suspension will be out. More information on all of this continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour. Chris Jericho reacts to Triple H's recent comments about AEW. Now, during a media scrum this past weekend to promote WWE NXT World's Collide pay-per-view, Triple H downplayed AEW ratings over NXT, and at one point he congratulated them on beating their developmental brand. Speaking on Inside the Ropes podcast, AEW wrestler Chris Jericho commented on Triple H changing the narrative as he used to call the show the third brand in WWE. Then Jericho had the following to say, Well, I mean, once again, it's just changing the narrative and changing the history, which makes me laugh because when it started out, it was not considered developmental. It was a third brand, and it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and all this other stuff that he says. So, of course, we beat their developmental or whatever he wants to call it. doesn't make sense. There was such old news, you know? The show wasn't good. It was not a good show, and they knew it. And whether they were punished because they understood that Triple H had said so many different things because he was angry with the way things were going. But you know, we don't care about WWE. We care about our show here in AEW. We care about putting on the best stories that we can. We care about building our fan base and building our ratings. We will continue to do the best. My boss has a lot of money than his boss does. A lot more. So you want to say that? Right. 
Nothing like that is going to be happening because we're going to continue to be doing the best we can. Now, if you want to find out more of what Chris Jericho had to say about Triple H's comments about AEW only competing with WWE's developmental brand, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be following. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour, AEW Dynamite ratings have officially been posted. Now, as we originally posted and mentioned, Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite on TBS pulled in 1,035,000 viewers, and that was up from last week's 1,020,000 viewers. It drew a .38 in the key demo of 18 to 49, which was, once again, up from last week's .35. AEW Dynamite ranked number two in the top 150 shows on cable last night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. Now, that was the Fallout edition from Sunday's All Out pay-per-view. The episode featured Best Friends and Orange Cassidy versus Death Triangle, which was Pat and El Zero Mero and Ray Phoenix for the trio titles, Wheeler's Yuta defending against Daniel Garcia for the Ring of Honor pure title, and interim AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm versus Penelope Ford, and Brian Danielson versus Adam Hangman Page. For more information on the ratings, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark's also writing in about Ric Flair. Ric Flair has some feelings and some sentiments regarding the backstage fight that happened at All Out this past Sunday. During a recent edition of his To Be The Man podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair commented on his reaction to CM Punk's comments at All Out, the situation escalating, eventually leading to a backstage brawl between Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, and so many more. Now, this is what Flair had to say. I've been watching it from afar, and it's very entertaining. If it's entertainment, that's what the fans want. It's entertainment they're going to get. Punk is going to give them a lot of that. We just barely got to say hi in WWE when I was there. I was long gone when all the bl bad blood seemed to appear during that time with he and Hunter, the lawsuits, and the doctor. I wasn't aware of any of that stuff, and like everybody else, just started to notice this stuff on social media. I was always on the side of Hunter because I don't know this guy named Punk. Now, is he creating entertainment right now? And if it's not, and it's real, well, I don't know if I would go that far. I don't know if I would walk down that road. Now, the Harley Race talking stuff at that point, no, if he's all that tough when it comes to punk, but I do love the way he talks sometimes. That's old time stuff right there. If you've got a problem with me, you could find me in the building and I would be handling things in the locker room. With more information on what Ric Flair had to say about everything happening in AEW and the CM Punk suspension, along with the investigation, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Chris Jericho is once again making news at this hour. Chris Jericho addresses whether he would be interested in being offered an AEW EVP role. Now, Chris Jericho has been a top star since joining AEW in 2019. Speaking to Inside the Ropes, Jericho was asked whether he'd be interested in working for AEW in executive vice president role, and this is what he said. I don't need a job title to help the company. I do it every day. Whenever the show is going to be on TV, I'm there. I'm always consistent. Consistent working from 2 o'clock until the show is over. I'm wrestling, or maybe I'm not wrestling, but I'm still there. That's the way it should be. There's a lot of guys that have been doing this kind of stuff long before I have. In our locker room, there's Sting, there's Dustin Rhodes, and then also there's me. I'm one of the original AEW guys, probably very integral in getting the company off the ground in a lot of ways. So I don't have a problem with giving advice and helping people out. That's what I'm there for. It's also part of my job. Like I said, there's nothing to be written on a business card, you know, director of executive vice president or whatever the heck it is. I'm Chris Jericho, and in fact, that title trumps everything else. If you'd like to find out more about what Chris Jericho had to say about his role backstage and not only just being a wrestler, but also being a leader 
and the backstage continue following Andrew Ravens, and more information will be coming forward. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, CM Punk will need to completely change his attitude if he intends to keep his job in AEW. Now, several wrestlers with inside AEW do not want CM Punk to return after this week's episode of Dynamite. During the show, there was no mention of Punk, though Tony Khan confirmed that there would be a new AEW World Champion that would be determined. Now, once again, Punk was stripped of the world title following his comments at the All Out Media Scrum and a fight backstage. Now, speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said several wrestlers do want Punk to be gone from the company, and this is the comment. Punk may still be gone. I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know how this is all going to play out, but I do know that a lot of people do not want him there. If he stays, he has to be completely different, and I don't think that's possible for him. Punk also was removed from AEW Dynamite's opening package that airs before the show comes on. Now, footage of MJF unmasking at the All Out show was shown during Dynamite, but it completely edited out any of CM Punk or his references. Continue following e-wrestling news and more information about what's going to be happening moving forward with CM Punk. Joshua Jones is writing in at the Sour about Malachi Black. Malachi Black has been pulled from an upcoming independent show due to his health issues. Now, it was previously reported that AEW star Malachi Black was granted his release from AEW. Reports know that Black's release may have included a non-compete clause. Now, according to Northeast Wrestling Instagram account, Black will no longer be appearing at the show this Friday, September 9th, and they said it was due to health issues. Black originally was scheduled to wrestle former Ring of Honor champion Matt Taven. The promotion announced that Jay Lethal and Enzo would be taking the place of Black on the show. Now, with more information, continue following e-wrestling news and more information regarding what is next. Malachi Black, after his departure from AEW, will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and talk about Christian Cage. AEW star Christian Cage is out with injury, and all of his plans right now have been scrapped. AEW's superstar Christian Cage is expected to miss another six months out of action due to an arm injury. At All Out 2022, Cage's match with Jungle Boy was cut short due to an injury, which will require surgery. On Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that Cage's injury will keep him out for, once again, at least six to eight months. With more information, continue following Dave Meltzer, E-Wrestling News, and more information on the health and the update of Christian Cage will be forthcoming. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, MGF referencing WWE this week of all times was really not a good choice. MGF referencing WWE was not the right time to do this, given all the problems in AEW right now, claims Dave Meltzer. At the All Out 2022 pay-per-view, MGF returned to AEW programming after a three-month absence by winning the casino ladder match. On AEW Dynamite, MGF referenced taking the AEW World Championship to a real wrestling company, which is a nod to WWE, and also mentioned his good friend Cody Rhodes. MJF also spoke about working for another con instead of Tony Khan, which is a note to WWE CEO Nick Khan. Now, during this week's episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said that these references were not the time to be making them. Meltzer also said that bringing up WWE this week was the idea that MJF will jump ship to WWE once his contract does expire. For more information on everything MJF, continue following e-wrestling news and we will have more information what happened on aew when they went off the air on wednesday night thomas lawson is writing in at this hour now there's a new ring of honor pure champion and that's daniel garcia there was a celebratory mood after he won in his hometown on dynamite in the main event garcia captured the title from wheeler yuda in buffalo new york but after the show went off the air brian danielson hyped up garcia's hometown win with the crowd. Now, Chris Jericho quickly interrupted Garcia's celebration with a number of the Blackpool Combat Club members coming.
coming in. After seeing a tear between Jericho and Garcia's relationship, Jericho and Danielson seemed to shrug off that. In fact, Garcia seemed to be continuing to celebrate. Now, rapper West Side Gun was also there, who was from Buffalo as well. He came out to the ring to celebrate with Daniel Garcia. The new champion had told fans that it was a big night for himself in AEW and his career. If you'd like to check this out, you can follow the video which is on social media and find out everything that Daniel Garcia had to say to his hometown crowd. Freddie Prince Jr. is making news at this hour. Freddie Prince Jr. says Vince McMahon was not a good teacher when it came to promo class. Now, during the latest edition of his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, Freddie Prince Jr. told a story about how Vince McMahon was not a good teacher when working in the promo classes. What Vince told Seamus and Wade Barrett that they needed to do more of. Now, on how Vince McMahon was not a good promo teacher, and I quote, When I worked at WWE, Vince ran the promo class, which was basically an acting class, only he's not the best teacher. He'd say things like, You gotta give me a little more razzle-dazzle when you're up there. And a wrestler literally went and said the same thing, and tapped him on the shoulder and said, What does razzle-dazzle mean? So it was a problem from the beginning, because many stars did not understand, especially the younger ones, what Vince was trying to say. And another quote, Quote, Prince would go on to say, one of the exercises that Vince wanted everyone to do was he brought up two wrestlers and told them to tell each other whatever they had to say on their mind if they wanted to fight with one another. So that made Wade Barrett and Sheamus who fell in love with one another, the wildest things in the world. Now, you could see all of this kind of stuff starting to happen. Santino once said to Vince McMahon and look him dead in the eyes, and they were dead serious. This isn't a joke. You're a dog, and now you're a dog, and I want you guys to fight, and I want you to fight. 30 seconds would go by. Wow, those 30 seconds, and then 45 seconds went by, and it felt like a minute to many people. No one said a word. Think I'm going to have an out-of-body experience, Seamus thought. Why are we staring at each other like dogs, but we're not talking to one another? Every wrestler, every producer saw Vince McMahon in there, and they were all laughing because everybody was quiet and nobody was saying anything. Wade Barrett did have some balls, and he said something to Vince McMahon, and you can find out all about that if you read the article that's happening right now on eWrestling News. What happened in that promo class, and what did they say to each other? If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking information in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, or so many more. We give you all the headlines of what's happening in the best business there is, professional wrestling. With that being said, so right now, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. The Rock works out with Aaron Darnold, and we have more news on NXT. Ryan Clark's writing in on this hour. You can check out the top 10 WWE moments from Tuesday night's episode of WWE NXT 2.0 on their YouTube page. Now, Wolf Research has raised their rating for WWE stock due to Triple H now being in control. In addition to this, The Rock posted the following video on social media with his highlight working out with Aaron Donald. You're seeing them both flex in the gym. With more information on those, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. David Otunga is making news at Sour along with Kevin Owens, Johnny Gargano, and Braun Strowman. Former WWE star David Otunga is featured on an episode of Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. He plays Derek, one of the following. Now, Kevin Owens news. Kevin Owens and Johnny Gorgano will be featured as guests on this week's episode of WWE The Bump. Once again, you can check out WWE's Top 10 Moments That Happened, and this episode looks at Braun Strowman and the Braun Strowman at Top 10 Moments of his WWE career. You can find all this information on social media by following WWE. Continuing on with the news, Seth Rollins discusses Triple 
Triple H taking over creative. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour for e-wrestling news. Seth Rollins spoke about a wide range of topics during his appearance on Ryan Satin's Out of Character podcast, including Triple H taking over creative. Now, this is what he had to say. I've always had a great admiration for Triple H. He's been a mentor of mine for as long as I've been with the company. So to have someone in that position that I truly, truly trust is awesome. I trusted Vince as well. But to have someone like this now being able to work with is a breath of fresh air. Because with Vince, there was kind of a double-edged sword. On one hand, you knew exactly what he wanted all the time. Every answer, though, needed to go through Vince. And there was some scrutiny with that. If you needed something, if you needed to answer something, or if you need to talk about something with a promo, you knew exactly if you were going to get a yes from him or not. Nothing else actually seemed to matter. Now, it's really, really cool knowing that, but it's also great having Triple H's vision. Now, once you work with him for enough, you start to understand how the animal works. Now, on the other side, he could also be very flippant all over the place at times. But to his credit, like anything else, he was still a genius, and it was very stressful for him to work with all the talent. But I will tell you, it's exciting to work with Triple H. If you'd like to find out more about what Seth Rollins had to say about working with his new boss, Triple H, continue following this article right now that's over on eWrestling News, and more of Seth Rollins will be forthcoming. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour about Mick Foley. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley has confirmed that he is currently filming a new season of Most Wanted Treasures for WWE and A&E. He will be hosting the upcoming season. Now, he revealed all of this information on the latest edition of his podcast, Foley his pod. He would go on to say, and I quote, I'm only about 90 minutes south of Chicago filming a show for WWE. I didn't know if I'm allowed to talk about it right now, but here it is, breaking news. I'm one of the hosts of the new season of Most Wanted Treasures, and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing with the company. Now, the series features WWE names traveling across the country in search of WWE collectibles. WWE SmackDown star Top Dollar hosted the first season back in 2021. For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Dave Zetaposito is writing in at this hour. Mickey James opens up about her last rodeo. Impact Wrestling star Mickey James turned some heads with her promo on the latest episode of Impact, which aired on Access TV. James came out and stated that she was on her last rodeo in wrestling, and she spoke about that promo and what her hopes are for her final run in pro wrestling. Speaking with Busted Open Radio, the hardcore country performer opened up about her future plans and we have some insight. Now, on the promo she cut about her last rodeo, she said this, Promos can be hard, but I really wanted to speak from the heart. Now, as you know, it's been a journey for me. You've watched me in the business from day one. You've seen me grow this entire time, but I feel like I've been fortunate to do so many things. So many things, way more than most women get to do. And now I think I just wanted to be able to test myself because this whole rise of the new generation of women, they're incredibly talented out there. But I also just wanted to be able to leave in a blaze of glory. No pun intended. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go out with a bang. And you know, it's really true. I do want to test myself against every woman out there. And I'm open to every woman who wants to challenge me. I really want to test myself to see if I can still have one of the best matches of my life. Win or lose, no matter what. I feel like hopefully fans will still enjoy my performances. But my next loss will be my last. And that's period. I think that's a good way to put my back up against the wall, to force myself to bring the absolute best out of myself because I feel that, you know what, sometimes it's best to be under pressure. If you'd like to find out what Mickey had to say about opportunities that she's been given in wrestling and other opportunities that she hopes to help other women get, continue following this article, which is right now over on E-Wrestling News. Continuing with the headlines in WWE, Thomas Lawson's writing in for E-Wrestling News. New photos are being posted on social media that have Sasha Banks posting with other WWE superstars. Now, Sasha Banks 
Banks and Naomi have been spotted with other WWE superstars amidst of reports of their imminent return back to the company. Banks and Naomi walked out on May the 16th, 2022's episode of Raw over creative disputes regarding the planned event. Now, despite earlier reports that they would be leaving, the pair have reportedly agreed to return in the near future. Now, on their Instagram page, Titus O'Neil shared a photo from a New York Yankees baseball game, which includes Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Bailey. Now, Bailey returned to WWE at SummerSlam after a year-long hiatus due to injury. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and we'll have more information on Sasha Banks and Naomi and when we can expect to see them back. Becky Lynch is making news at this hour for WWE. Joshua Jones is writing in, Becky Lynch gives an update on her injury on her arm. At SummerSlam 2022, Becky Lynch suffered an arm injury during her match against Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, during appearance on the Out of Character podcast with Ryan Satin, Lynch spoke about a recovery thus far and whether or not more time off is going to be needed. Now, these are some of the highlights from what she had to say on how recovery is going so far. I feel like I could be part Wolverine at this part of my life because I'm recovering pretty quickly. Like, considering how much pain I was in at SummerSlam, right now, I feel good. I feel like I could punch somebody right in their face with this arm. So guess what? don't test me. And how time off actually is not really good for her. She would go on to say, to be honest with you, I'm not really good with being off with things. I'm a wildfire. You know what? I need to get out there because you know what? My mind just kinds of races. Now on when she realized the injury took place, she went on to say, I think it was in the first few minutes of the match. And I was like, oh, maybe I just dislocated it. Maybe I can click it back into place by the end of the match. And then I said to myself, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I have a feeling I'm going to be out for quite a while. For more information on Becky Lynch and everything that she has to say, about her injury. Continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour about the ratings of WWE NXT 2.0 and where they stand. Now this week's episode of NXT 2.0 drew 684,000 fans on the USA Network. This is up from last week's 676,000. Now the show did a .16 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo, which once again is up from last week's .1.15 rating. Now it ranked 12th in the top 150 shows on cable. The week's show Fallout edition of NXT 2.0 from Sunday's World Collide event. Now, the episode featured Lee Wesley versus JD McDonough, Nathan Frazier versus Axiom Ricochet versus Trick Williams, Nikki ASH, and Drew Drop versus Toxic Attraction. For more information on all of this, continue following e wrestling news, and more information will be forthcoming. Finn Balor is making news at this hour. Finn Balor responds to his father laughing at him at WWE Clash at the Castle. Now, the Judgment Day's Finn Balor isn't pleased with his own father seeing the funny side of him in pain at last weekend's Clash at the Castle pay-per-view. Now, at Cardiff Wales show, Balor and Damian Priest lost to Rey Mysterio and Edge, and during part of that match, the former Universal Champion was father was sitting outside ringside. An image of Balor's parents were laughing at their son, and it went viral online. Now, Balor suggested that, you know what, maybe I'm just going to have to turn on my dad. The video is posted right now. You can see that on his Twitter account. For more information, continue following eWrestling News, and more information about the viral video will be forthcoming. Triple H is making news at this hour. Thomas Lawson's writing in, a photo of Triple H and Bad Bunny are there from WWE. Now, what does that mean about Bad Bunny and his potential return to WWE? WWE's head of creative and talent relations, Triple H and Bad Bunny, have visited a stadium that is going to host next year's Royal Rumble premium live event. Now, it was confirmed on Wednesday that the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas, will be the host of the Royal Rumble coming up in January. 
January of 2023. Now on Twitter, the game Triple H shared some photos from the Alamo Dome with the Grammy Award winning artist. Now you can see all of this when you go to Triple H's Twitter account. He not only has pictures, but he also has some interesting information about the location of the event. Now Bunny competed in 2022's Royal Rumble match, while Triple H is a two-time winner of the event itself as well. For more information, continue following eWrestling News and more information about what's going to be happening will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing in about Chavo Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero doesn't expect to officially retire yet. Chavo Guerrero has said that he doesn't have any plans to retire these days and never a plans to ever officially retire. In recent months, Guerrero has been working in Hollywood as the wrestling coordinator for the show The Young Rock. During a recent appearance with Wrestling Perspective podcast, the former WWE and AEW wrestler mentioned that he has no no plans to retire and this is what he said so you know you never do retire i mean a guerrero has never retired and, and that's the truth you really know that so when i see rick flair's retirement match i'm kind of like well which one was it you know come on now you know you really never retire from pro wrestling you're always going to be involved in some way fashion or another so everything i'm doing i'm still in wrestling it's just a different avenue with making different career moves whether it's tv or whatnot i'm just taking all of these and they're being offshoots of wrestling you know i got cigars coming out i got all kinds of things coming out. All kinds of things are stemming from my wrestling career. And I'm doing comic cons and I'm doing signings. I'm doing cameo. And whatever I'm doing, it really all stems from pro wrestling. So you know what? You never really ever retire from the world of professional wrestling. Lex Luger is making news at this hour. Lex Luger talks about the toughest torture rack he ever had to do. Lex Luger recently took to Twitter to reveal which was his toughest torture rack in his entire career. Luger tweeted a clip from WWE's network of him applying the move to a wrestler at the time called Road block back in 1996 on an episode of WCW Nitro. For more information on this and to see the clip, follow him on his social media accounts and you'll be able to see exactly what's happening with the Total Package Lex Luger. Road Dog Jesse James is making news at this hour for WWE. Road Dog picks Kofi Mania as his proudest moment WWE booker. Now, many people realize that Road Dog not only was a producer, but he was also a writer in WWE. On his recent episode of his Oh You Didn't Know podcast, he revealed his highest moment and his pick is Kofi Mania as his proudest moment in his career. Now, this is what he had to say. It was the proudest moment of my career being involved with Kofi Mania. I was heavily involved in the creation of the shows, and even before that, we did so many things. I was doing things. I was running things. I was in charge of things. It felt really good during those days. I was going home, and I was doing so many things with Kofi Mania, and everything was building up to his big world championship reign. More information on what he had to do with Kofi Kingston eventually becoming the WWE World Champion. Continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. David Esposito is also writing at this hour. Johnny Gorgano talks about coming back to WWE. Now, Johnny Gorgano posted on his Twitter account from Toronto when WWE was there. Now, it was the building that saw him win his first championship. He captured his NXT Tag Team Championships there in 2016 as well. Gorgano says, it's very interesting how coincidences happen in the life when it comes to wrestling. He tweeted out the following, you know, there's coincidences when it comes to the return of mine. I came back to Toronto to this building where I won championships. Now, my first match back in Portland in the last arena I performed at before the pandemic seems to be coming full circle, or maybe it's just a coincidence. 
For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for the headlines right now for Thursday, September the 8th, 2022. Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast to give you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether that's AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, or so many more. We make sure you have a comprehensive outlook on all the headlines that are trending in the world of wrestling. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The Rule.